Welcome, I'm Max Horowitz, producer and host of Penderecki in Memoriam podcast. This podcast is created by Anna Pezhanowska and presented by Polish Cultural Institute, New York. Penderecki in Memoriam podcast unveils a multifaceted portrait of Krzysztof Penderecki with commentary from musicians, colleagues, radio programmers, and writers who lend insight and memories of Poland's greatest modern composer. This podcast is part of Penderecki in Memoriam Worldwide Project, honoring the life and legacy of the great composer. Thank you to project partners Dukes, Naxos, Ludwig von Beethoven Association, and Schott EAM for sharing Christoph Penderecki's music with the world. We appreciate you joining us in honoring and celebrating Penderecki's life and legacy. The Polish classical recording label, Dukes, was co-founded in 1992 by award-winning sound engineer Małgorzata Polanska. Dukes, who focuses on Polish artists and composers, also specializes in premier and state-of-the-art recordings and is often subcontracted by outside record labels, music societies, festivals, radio stations, and publishers to produce the highest quality recordings on demand. A board member of the Warsaw Music Society and Audio-Video Producers Association, Ms. Polanska has recorded over 2,000 albums during the last 30 years, collaborating with the very best classical music performers in Poland, France, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Korea, South Africa, and other territories throughout the world. For many years, she's recorded concerts for the Frederick Chopin International Piano Competition, the Henrik Wieniawski International Violin Competition, and the International Competition of Polish Music. Dukes has a long personal and professional association with Krzysztof Penderecki, and Ms. Polanska has recorded works of the great composer who chose to conduct his symphonies and instrumental concerts and recordings. Through this relationship, Ms. Polanska got to know and closely work with the great maestro, and she's here with us to discuss his life and legacy. Hello, Malgojanta. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Hello. Nice to be with you. In preparing for this podcast, you told me that you were recently in Luzwawice. Yeah, I was in Luzwawice many, many times. Why? Because this is perfect place. In fact, this is something like Krzysztof Penderecki himself. It's a miracle. In the middle of nowhere, this is not in the most popular place in Poland. This is simple village, but in the middle of that is beautiful building. And in this building is concert hall, very good acoustic concert hall and uh, a lot of rooms in which you could stay because there is nothing in the surround no cinemas no special shops nothing you have to work there and you have to do music and this is really very very special place this is a one of miracles of Krzysztof Penderecki were you recording Anna Sophie Mutter when you were there? Oh, yes, but this was not a recording session. This was live recording because we recorded first concerto, first official concerto, which took part in that place. 
and it was Sophie Mutter which take part of that celebration. She played with other violin player, younger, her students, and they play Mendelssohn as I remember. This was octet, something incredible, because Sophie Mutter is very, very good violin player. I have done once upon a time a research of my beloved Brahms violin concerto, and I listen almost all available recordings of that concerto, and among them it was as well Sophie Mutter, and she played so precisely. This was so connected with a score that I was really impressed by how she played it. I tell you that she was really somebody incredible as far as violin playing is concerned. She played second violin concerto of Maestro Penderecki, Metamorphosen, on his 85th birthday party. And this is extremely difficult composition and she played without mistake, without any doubts. She is really perfect. You know it, but sometimes it's necessary to tell what is well known. the first time you met Penderecki and what were your first impressions of the man? Oh, this is a very funny story. This was in the late 90s. Uh, this was some festival uh, music academy in Krakow. Penderecki was no longer a primary director in music academy. In those times, those function had Stachowski Marek, and Marek was very, very active. I remember party after one of concertos, and a lot of people were sitting. The table was long and big, and people speak, and Marek Stachowski, which was student of Penderecki, and very good composer, and very nice person, he was really looking about good feeling of all people which were on those party. And Penderecki was as well on those party, but host for sure was Stachowski. Stachowski was speaking and was active and Penderecki was rather born by a situation and almost fall asleep during those parties. But suddenly somebody asked him about dendrology, which was his hobby. And when he was asked about dendrology, he suddenly wake up 
and start to be as well active and very friendly because in previous moments I have had a feeling that he is not very friendly <laughs> to other people but when it was text about dendrology he was so in interest that he started to speak about how he was good in those part of his activity I could tell you that I was really proud because in front of my office in Warsaw there is an African tree called Katalpa and I told about it to Maestro Penderecki you know Christopher we have Katalpa in front of my window and he asked only white or pink it meant that he was really good in his hobby it was very impressive I wanted to discuss three Penderecki pieces that you're very familiar with and are also very much beloved by you. The Seven Gates of Jerusalem, the String Quartet Number no. 3, subtitled Pages from an Unwritten Diary, and the Violin Concerto. The Seven Gates Oratorio was created on the occasion of the 3000th anniversary of Jerusalem at the request of the city's mayor. Penderecki first visited Jerusalem following the Yom Kippur War in 1974. The piece is based on texts from the Old Testament, and Penderecki wanted to emphasize that the gates of Jerusalem are open to everyone. He wanted to bring peace to this sacred land. What special significance did Jerusalem have for Penderecki? What I really loved in this composition, it's full of different colors. For example, there is a bass trumpet, not so often in orchestras. It's called God Voice. hand there is an instrument called tubafon and those tubafon is invention of Penderecki. There is pipe, plastic pipe like used in walls in house and it has very special sound, very very impressive. There is a part which is synced only by a choir, there is a part with soprano, and there is a piece full of invention and full of color. Maybe Penderecki has idea to bring peace all over the world. I'm sure that this was his dream because he was born in 1933 and he has to live in Poland during Second World War. This was not pleasant and later time when communists were in government, this was not simple. And he managed to be higher than all those problems.
written in seven parts for five vocalists, a narrator, choirs, and orchestra. From the recording and editing perspective, was this a massive undertaking, and was it very difficult to keep track of? Yeah, it was a little difficult, you know, because it would be the best if we could use surrounding system for recording because there is a banda as well, instruments which are not in front of conductor. There is a lot of sounds which ought to come to listener from different directions. What is not available when you have only CD stereo possibilities. We try to do our best. For example, if this recording we have done twice seven gates. First was done at Krakow in Music Academy and second more serious recording. I have to do casting for a person who speak part because in part number six there is a section which is spoken by a recitator. Those person could speak it in Polish language or Jewish because of the fact that it was rather planned to be more international version those second seven gates. We made a casting of persons who could read this text the best. Of course, the winner was chosen by Krzysztof Penderecki, and the winner, his name was Holland. He can't speak as a native, but he was prepared by Michael Schudrich, the main rebbe of Poland. <laughs> this was funny, because Holland was an actor, and he was prepared to speak this part. Okay, let's move to the string quartet number three. I hear this was one of Penderecki's most personal works. Did he ever mention that to you? Yeah, I have had a feeling like that. It's really his private diary. I have such an experience with this quartet. This was written for Shanghai Quartet in 2008 and in 2009 Penderecki asked me and Quartet Dafo, a Polish Quartet, to record that and to wait until the moment then it will be over Shanghai Quartet exclusivity of playing those Quartet. <laughs> have made recording with Penderecki. He explained us a lot of details and when it was only allowed we could release those pieces. I like it really, really very much. 
I have a feeling that I understand the idiom of those music. Why? Because a few years later, very well-known Polish quartet Apollon Musage, they practice those quartet in Lusławice. Penderecki was sitting in audience during those practicing and speaks his commentary to those interpretation. Suddenly I discovered that I have the same feeling about how they play, what they have to improve and what they have to do with those piece. I was really proud about it because I now realize that I am really in Penderecki music, really involved in the same style like he. He has spoken to us about music to me and therefore quartet and we have opportunity to practice that with him when this was quite new piece. We could tell there is a language of musical perfection. This is somehow there is gloomy and anxiety. So all those quartet is one part piece but it's really very impressive. There is a melody which for me sounds like Jewish melody, but Penderecki told me that this was not Jewish, that was from Moldavia or somewhere else. really beautiful and I really like those pieces to listen. For example, there is comparison between very well-known Lutosławski quartet, which is loved by quartet players, but when you listen those once or twice, you will not have willing to listen that more. When you listen to Penderecki quartet, I could speak about me that I would like then to listen more and more because there is really music, there is really melody, there is something very very special and very private I can say. I can't explain it. Very very good piece. Okay, let's move to the viola concerto. 1983 marked the 200th birthday of the Venezuelan military and political leader Simon Bolivar, and when the government of Venezuela was looking to commission a work, they turned to Christoph Penderecki.
Krzysztof Penderecki has opportunity to play and to compose pieces on a lot of occasions, but those pieces are very special. Why? Not only because of the fact that viola concertos are not so popular as violin concertos or piano concertos. No, those pieces are incredible because of other things. When we started our collaboration with Krzysztof Penderecki, then we recorded generally two CDs during a year with him as a conductor. After many, many years, we have all symphonies written by him, we recorded, and then we started series of his concertos. He told us that his dream is to do recordings with all versions of his pieces. And what happened? Suddenly I realized that though it's viola concerto, a lot of other instruments as well would like to play it. For example, there is a version not only for viola, but for clarinet, for saxophone, for cello, for guitar as well. And it was my joke that in every piece, in every CD of Maestro Penderecki, with his concertos, has to be one version of viola concerto. And it's something incredible in those pieces. It's so popular, so people are ready to play it, even when it's not written directly for clarinet or something. But it's so good piece and so pleasant, I don't know how to explain it. But all other instrument players were ready to prepare its own version of those pieces. This is something very exciting. The piece begins with introduction of solo instrument and the viola is viola, but when you compare it with the guitar, for example, it's really something very exciting that it works, it works. And all those pieces are the same, but moments are different. Can you tell us your recollections of when the great maestro passed away last March 29th? Oh my god, you know, what I would like to tell is what I write in his condolence book. For me it's really, really great because I really like him. I even told his wife that I loved him. He was an incredible person. He managed to be absolutely successful in all parts of his life. He has so many awards by soloists. The best soloists loved his pieces and would like to play it. He knows and he has talent for life. 
he managed to receive all things uh, people could dream about. He was a man of miracle. I really miss him, you know. For example, for me he was a king of life. He knows how to live, how to work with people, how to spend time, free time. He was surrounded all the time by people who loved him. Without him, life is not as it was before. I could tell you a short anecdote about him and our recordings. Once upon a time, we were working very hardly about one of his symphonies and he told me that he has to finish because he has a plane to Krakow at five o'clock or six o'clock, something like that. And we have to finish because everything we have, I never agree with him, but of course this time I try to be in hurry, really, in recording, to allow him to be at his time in home. When we finished, I was so happy, I went to him and I told, oh, you see, we managed to take our time and to finish your symphony. And he told, yes, yes, I will not fly today to Krakow, I invite you for dinner, because this was his joke, we could say, that he has to go to home. He invited me for very good dinner, very good restaurant, and we have a lot of pleasant time speaking about he knew how to live. There is the point and I really miss him, you know. Oh, that's that's sorry. I will never see him again. I was so proud when he told me that I could call him Christopher, not Maestro, but by his name. This was something very important for me when we started to speak by our names to each other. <laughs> Malgajanta Polanska, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to discuss the great composer Krzysztof Penderecki. Thank you very much. This is Max Horowitz, producer and host of Penderecki In Memoriam podcast, created by Anna Pezhanowska and presented by Polish Cultural Institute New York. Thank you to project partners Dukes, Naxos, Ludwig von Beethoven Association, and Schott EAM for sharing Krzysztof Penderecki's music with the world. We appreciate you joining us in honoring and celebrating Penderecki's life and legacy. Make sure to subscribe.